I'm Isabella. Hey, I'm Bethany, and welcome to this episode of Soul Besties. Welcome to another episode of Soul Besties. This is Bethany. This is Isabella. Um, and we are excited to be talking to you today about um, how to respond to others in a kind way. Um, so that's kind of our topic for today. But, you know, we've started this little series where we're talking about favorite things first, you know, spilling a little tea on our lives. Yes. And um, so the topic we're going to talk about today, because summer has started, so we thought we would talk about favorite summer activity um, mm. that you like to do. So I guess I'll start, since I'm introducing the topic, um, I'm going to say swimming. I love yeah. swimming, and I was a lifeguard in high school. So I used to swim a lot when I did that and teach swim lessons and things like that. Um, and that's probably because I just kind of lived at the pool growing up. Like every weekend I would go to the pool as a kid growing up in Florida. And so I just love swimming. So I love that it's like warm enough to go swimming. Yeah. And if I have an opportunity to go swimming, I want to. And I went to a pool party recently and it rained and we didn't get to swim and then it got sunny and we could have swam and nobody wanted to swim. And I was kind of disappointed because I love yeah. swimming yeah. and I was like ready. I have my suit on. And then like all the ladies are like shy and they're like, well, we only have like 30 minutes. So let's just like hang out by the pool. Darn. <laughs> so um, maybe next time. <laughs> yes. Maybe next time. And then for me, I love to go to the beach, which I think I already said that last episode. But my favorite activity at the beach is to play beach volleyball. I think it's really fun. Love to dive, you know, get all dirty, like all the <laughs> sand. Like, it is just the best. Um, when you can always rinse off at the, at the ocean. Yeah. So, so it works out perfectly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that's what my favorite summer activity would be. And then tennis here and there. But you could always play tennis, like, not at the summer. Yeah. But. Anyways, um, so we are, like Bethany was talking about, we're doing, you know, we're going to learn how to be kind to one another um, when maybe it's an uncomfortable situation. Um, and so we always um, come up with a verse. Um, that's our key verse. Um, and for this week's episode, it's going to be Proverbs 16, 23 through 24. And it says, from a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. It's so, so good. Yeah, I love that. I love how it's like, you know, it's talking about kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, healthy mm. for the body. It's like it's healing, it's nourishing, it's um, calming, you know, yeah. we use honey for like calming effects and yeah. stuff, um, helping us with like allergies, making us healthy, right. you know? Um, and so it's a great reminder that kind words are, are like that. Yeah. Also, I love how this verse talks about wisdom as mm -hmm. well. I think when we were talking about this topic and we're talking about how do we respond to other people because, Sometimes, yeah, you're in this uncomfortable situation and you're trying to figure out how to respond in a loving and kind way. And it can be really hard. 
And so having wisdom is so important. And I think that's something like, I I think that in our culture too, we don't, we don't talk about that a lot, like having wisdom, Yeah. (laughs) but I think we need that godly wisdom to like discern how do we respond in this situation, God? Um, How is this person going to take it if I say this or that? And, you know, help me say the right words. Um, And so I think wisdom is an important part of that responding in a kind way. Yeah, yeah. And I think in light of our last episode, which we talked about like microaggressions and like what that was and mm-hmm. and how, you know, inc- uncomfortable it could be um, to be in the in the receiving end of that microaggression, like that's an uncomfortable situation. And so how do we be kind to the person that might be hurting our feelings in that moment? Mm-hmm. Because I think for me, like I personally struggle um with that because my first reaction I want to be like defensive and like how dare you say that to me like that is like not okay for you to say I'm very like like disrespect is like I can't handle it um and there's something in my being that just wants to fight you because you said something disrespectful to me um but you know like even though that wasn't okay for them to say I think we are we've got, we're in charge of our actions and our responses, right? Mm -hmm. So I think I've had to learn a lot. Um, And it's just an ongoing learning journey for me is, you know, hey, like, one, be wise, like, don't, you know, yell at them or be rude and really give them what they gave you, right? To, like, be kind. And that's, again, not easy um, in certain situations. Um, So how do we do that? And I think exactly what the verse says, like, you know, be wise. And, you know, I think when I'm in the word more and I'm praying to the Lord more, like, those words are, like, sweeter than Mm -hmm. they would be if I wasn't actually, you know, spending time with the Lord. Um, because, yeah, like, it's it's very uncomfortable. And I think also being kind, but also, like, being firm at the same time, too. Like, I think those two can come together um, and be one. Um, because I think sometimes maybe as Christians, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't, like, stand up for ourselves. But mm-hmm. I don't think, like, Jesus is saying not to. I think that there's just a better way to approach it than, like, you know, yelling at them and, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, And this verse talks about like, well, the people who are wise are persuasive. Mm. So that makes me also think about that. Um, yeah, as we were talking about this topic, um, Isabella and I, I was thinking about my own self. I think a lot of the time, um, Isabella, she said she's kind of like defensive and she's gonna be like sassy towards Mm -hmm. you. And my natural inclination is kind of to be really timid and um, not say something. Mm. And then I I was telling her, I feel like, you know, maybe I am feeling like I'm, I'm not standing up for something that is wrong that's happening in the situation. Yeah. Um, even like I know it's wrong and, you know, but I just end up not saying anything mm-hmm. to just like kind of give everybody peace. But I think in certain situations, I probably should stand up. And, you know, this verse kind of reminds me of that, too, that the wise person is persuasive. They can, like, 
say, hey, like, I, this is why this isn't okay. Right. And maybe we shouldn't talk about this. And people, like, listen to that and be like, hmm, yeah, that, maybe they're right, you know? Um, And so it kind of reminds me to stand up in a kind and loving way for things that are right. Because I think as Christians, like, we do have kind of a responsibility to stand up for like social injustices that we see around us. Yeah. You know, that um, particularly when it's in our friend circle, when it's in our church circle, when it's in, you know, those groups that we have influence in, Mm -hmm. that we have to stand up for things that we recognize as like, this is not Christ-like behavior. This Mm -hmm. is not Christ-like wording. (laughs) And I um, shared with Isabella before this, like an example of that, but and I'll, I'll kind of briefly share the scenario, but I was at church and some people were talking um, kind of negatively about the holiday Juneteenth. And I tried to talk about what it was about um, because people said, I don't know what it's about. Um, but then I realized actually they were just kind of like making a snarky comment, you know, <laughs> about they didn't know what it was about. And they cut me off and I didn't get to share. And then I kind of regretted that I didn't stand up more about it because I felt like they were being really like rude about the holiday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think there's anything unbiblical about Juneteenth. Therefore, why would we as Christians be criticizing it? Right. You know, and um, I think we all know the answer to that. Really, it's kind of a racism issue (laughs) of like why some people might not be supportive of Juneteenth. Um, but the church should be a place of loving, you know, behavior and accepting, um, people. And I just feel like, you know, that made me really uncomfortable that happened in church. And I was like, why didn't I stand up for that? Um, and I still debate because it wasn't my own home church if I could have really said something or not. But, um, certainly if that happened at my own church that I attend every week, I should say something, yeah, you know, because um, I shouldn't be timid and I shouldn't just not say anything. You know, um, I think if I was speaking in wisdom, I would be persuasive to talk about, hey, why are we criticizing this? Like, it's always great to have another holiday off. So, you know, why not be excited that we have tomorrow off? <laughs> right. right. Um, and finding a kind and loving way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can be really, really hard. Yeah. Um, to find ways to kind of interject into situations that we yeah. feel uncomfortable in um, or that people are kind of speaking against what we're speaking for, um, how to be kind and loving in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I was just thinking through, I think there are like situations that I've been a part of that like I've shied like away from saying anything because I'm like, oh, they're going to judge me because I don't like my opinion or my thoughts, you know, with this topic is like completely different than theirs. Mm-hmm. But even though like I think that what I believe is like right and like, you know, the Lord wants me to say something, but I'm too afraid because I'm like, oh, these people are not going to like me anymore mm-hmm. because, you know, it's way opposite of what they think. Um And I think I've really challenged myself that, you know, the standard again, and I've said this before, is not the people, but it's, it's the Bible and it's God. And so like, if they don't like me because I said this one thing that I really believe in my heart, 
God is like prompting me to like share my opinion, then Mm -hmm. that's not really on me, right? It's really on them. And I can be happy and at peace knowing like I was able to share my opinion um, in a kind way, um, but like being empowered to do so and not to feel like ashamed of what people would think. yeah. Per se. Yeah. And I think maybe culture, like just American culture, like world culture has maybe taught us to like, oh, you know, you don't want to say anything because like people will get argumentative or whatever. So I think we definitely have to check ourselves mm-hmm. and like how we're saying it um, kind of reminds me of Ephesians 4.32, which talks about being kind and compassionate to one another, mm-hmm. forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you. So coming with that kind and compassionate spirit right. as we talk about things yeah, um, and not like, a, oh, I'm better than you right. or uh, um, you should know this, like shame on you, you don't know it or whatever. Um, but it's kind of like our tone and like the way that we say things, which is, you know, kind of like microaggressions that we talked about yeah. last time. Um, it's a lot about context and tone and how you phrase things. Um, but, you know, trying to say things in a loving and kind way, even if it's hard, mm-hmm. um, not trying to debate, but just right. trying to like share like, well, this is really, I think this is the right thing yeah. um, and standing up for like the right thing. And, um, and I think it also, if we feel like someone's kind of against us and, you know, like, like a microaggression or something against us finding, how do I respond in that uncomfortable situation or when someone has kind of misjudged you or whatever and and you feel uncomfortable like not being defensive but rather like in a loving way maybe correcting that a little bit or um you know which I I don't have an exact word on how you do that all the time but I do think it starts with intentionality like Mm -hmm. being intentional that I'm gonna respond in a loving and kind way and like thinking for a minute or a second or whatever before I just speak. Yeah. (laughs) Because, um, and thinking maybe ahead of time, even like, especially when we've been through scenarios, like thinking through what could I have done to make that scenario better so that next time if something like that comes up, I want to be more prepared. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, wisdom right there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that I try to do personally is like, just take a step back before you just say anything to that person. Because someone told me once that you never know what that person is going through. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, maybe they're trying their very best. Right. And so, um, instead of attacking them, you know, which I tend to do, I need, I've learned to just sit back. Um, and be like, okay, breathe. And then like, you know, um, and so I think that is one way that we can, you know, learn to be kind and wise and just really like, honestly, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the just justice is of the Lord, you know, it's not ours. Um, not that we can't like, you know, share opinions or, you know, tell people, Hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we're not out there to, like, get revenge or, you know, anything like that. We're really just there to just, hey, like, 
by the way, this was hurtful. Just letting you know and like still being kind um, and not being like super rude to them. Um, and it can be a challenge and it mm -hmm. takes time. And there are days where like Isabella has failed. Like I have failed um, for sure. And the Lord always like always tells me you could have totally done that better. Um, and so it's just a learning curve for, I think all of us. And some days are better. Some days are not. And I think Bethany really, you know, when we were talking about, um, like our topic, you know, you brought up mental health and I think that's really important, mm -hmm. you know, because again, like if we're not, if we don't have like a healthy mental state, um, and maybe if we're too overwhelmed or too anxious, like sometimes that, that could come off as mean, right. Or irritable. Mm -hmm. Um, and so also taking the time to rest if we need to rest or, you know, taking a step back from saying yes to everything. Um, and instead just like, I'm going to sit with the Lord today and like, I'm going to be more intentional with the Lord. So therefore I can, you know, love others better. Yeah, like maybe I need to set a boundary so that I have good mental health so I can be kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I need to set a boundary so I can get more physical rest so that I'm not so tired all the time so that I'm not getting kind of angry at everybody all the time or yeah. whatever. Or yeah. um, even we were talking about like you just need time to process stuff so that way like it doesn't feel like everything's just a jumble in your mind yeah. <laughs> and then you can't like move forward mm -hmm. on things. So, mm -hmm. you know, creating that time to uh, make sure that like our mental um, and spiritual health is like in a good spot um, is important, I think, because of the, the negative effects of that bleed over into everything else. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And, just like you mentioned earlier, like also if we're not in the word, then how are we going to be reflecting aspects of God's word to others? Mm. Um, and then if we're in the word more often, um, you know, if we're in the word daily, like we're going to be like in a better mental state normally. And it kind of translates into the work that we're doing, um, whether it be just, you know, live in our life or our, our jobs or whatever, you yeah. know, in our relationships, everything. Yeah. And I also think it starts at home. Like I think Adam, my husband can definitely tell when I need some rest and some time just to process because I can get a little snappy. Um, and so again, like it starts with your spouse, it starts with your family and your friends and you know, that'll bleed into like all the other situations like at work or just a random person like the cashier, you know, might have had a bad day and you just, it bothered you the way they handled or whatever. Like, I think it always starts, you know, with yourself and the Lord and then at home and then like, yeah. Yeah. And I think we might um, have to like check our expectations for others as well mm. um because something you were talking about kind of made me think about that that I was listening to a podcast recently um it was like a, a therapist um that was doing the the podcast and she was talking about what if whatever you know whoever you're interacting with today, what if that was what they showed you today was their best? Mm. Like whatever it was, like you were angry about how well they did or they did a really good job or whatever. But what if that was their best and that was all they could do? Um, and how would you respond mm. differently if 
you recognize like this was their best mm-hmm. because sometimes we have these expectations that people need to be doing more um, or you know, why aren't like, you know, like you said, going to a restaurant, like, why are they greeting me more cheerily? Is it, mm-hmm. is it because of my race? Is it because of my gender? Is it because, you know, what is the reason? Maybe they just have yeah. a tired day. Maybe they didn't get enough sleep last night, whatever. We don't know the situation, but what if that was just their best? Like, how would you treat people differently if you started reframing how you think about people as what if this is their best? Mm. Um, and I thought when I heard that, I was like, that kind of rocked my world mm. <laughs> because yeah. I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it made me realize that I often have higher expectations for people than um, like what they're physically giving me, you know? Yeah. And then that ends up me being irritated <laughs> And maybe like complaining about the situation or the person or the situ, you know, whatever the scenario that happens. Um, but if I started thinking, okay, this is their best. This is all they can give me for whatever reason in their life. Like this is the best they can do. Um, maybe I would just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to accept that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, figure out like, how I'm going to navigate that <laughs> yeah, um, better, you know? Um, so I think sometimes too, like when we have those quick negative responses is because our expectations are kind of like too high for the situation um, because we don't, we don't really know them and we don't really know, you know, even our spouses, sometimes we expect so much from them really, but maybe they're just tired and they just can't today. Like even though they, maybe they could before, but maybe today they're really tired and so they can't. And um, one of the things she kind of gave as like a tip for like how to like kind of go through, you know, these expectations that we have for people and how do we deal with that? And she said with her and her husband, like something she would do is like when they get home from work, they would tell each other, like how much they can give for the day, like a percentage. Mm -hmm. Like they'd be like, I'm feeling at a 50, you know, like I'm half full, you know? So don't expect, like I'm not at a hundred anymore because my day, maybe my day is done and Mm -hmm. I'm tired and whatever. I'm at a 50 or she's like, and you know, maybe my husband's at like a 20. And so we're both maybe not like in a great spot, but it also helps us like gauge our expectations for like, what to expect out of each other. Like today I'm really tired. I'm not going to be able to give a lot, you know, or um, maybe my spouse is at like an 80 and I'm like at a 50 and together we make over a hundred. Yeah. So we're doing pretty good, Yeah. (laughs) you know, Um, and we can kind of help, help each other and fill each other up and stuff in, in those scenarios. But um, because they would sit down and like verbally talk about it, and help them kind of adjust their expectations for each other. Mm. So that way they're not coming into things thinking about like, oh, you know, you're home from work. Finally, you can help me with these 10 projects I have. <laughs> I'm thinking my own self. I probably have 10 <laughs> projects for Peter. So like, <laughs> you know, here are the 10 projects you can finally, you know, help me with. And maybe he's like way too tired today. He can't do it, to you know. Yeah. Um, and then I'm left like. Uh, how do I respond because I really need your help right now. But um, maybe I had the wrong expectation to begin with. And that, you know, impacts like how I'm feeling too. 
Um, I mean, it impacts me probably more than it impacts him. Yeah. Even if I outwardly was like, you know what, it's okay. But I say that a lot, and inside, it's not okay in my heart. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I tell him, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. You go rest. I'll, I'll take care of this or whatever. But in my heart, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I have, like, ten things to do by myself now. You know, when maybe I just need to like reframe that and be like, no, I don't have 10 things to do by myself. I have, you know, maybe one or two. Let's find the most important, get them done and then like table the rest Mm -hmm. for when he can help me with that, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Expectations. Those, yeah, those are really hard. And I, I think I thought of like a funny story. It's funny now. (laughs) that we're talking about it but some very simple story so like Adam and I we went out for our anniversary we went out to this like fancy-ish restaurant and we had valet parking and so this first the guy um that did our valet like he was so great like opened my door like was just so like sweet and like just super positive and then he like took a picture for us and like, when we were done eating and then got our car, like, Adam was like, oh, yes, I'm going to tip him really well. And then we go to this um, other place afterwards um, just to, like, hang out a little bit more. And there's, like, a rooftop and watch the sunset. And then we went to this. It was, like, a hotel. Um, and this valet guy was, like, the complete opposite, like, it was the same guy still? No, it was a different guy because okay. we went to, like, a different okay. place. Okay. Um, and it was a different guy, and it was, like, terrible. <laughs> like, didn't open the door for me, didn't, like, actually ignored us for, like, a, a solid two, three minutes while we were, like, we were, like, in the valet area. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was really annoyed. And anyways, we chatted about it. Um, when we were at like the rooftop or whatever, and then we came back and again, like not the best experience getting our car and, you know, like I expected this guy, the second guy to be like the first guy. Mm. Right. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Which is probably a little unfair because I mean, maybe he should have been better, but maybe he was never going to be as good as the first guy. Right. But like (laughs) my expectations made me more upset. Yeah. So I was like, I already had like such a great, good experience since I was expecting. And like both of these places are like fancier. Right. Yeah. And so you would ex- like, I don't know. I guess I would expect that the valet would be a little bit better in both of these places versus yeah. like other places. But um, yeah, like those expectations really made me more mad and I was, like, really frustrated at the end of the night with this particular person. Um, and we didn't, like, tell the manager anything. We almost no. we almost thought about it because I was, like, super irritated, um, which just sounds silly now. Um, and it makes me realize yeah. that, like, again, like, could have been kinder. Like, who knows? Like, maybe he had, like, a terrible night. Maybe it was, like, super busy, right? But because I was just comparing – this Maybe he'd been manning the thing for so long by himself. Yeah. You like, know, and he right. didn't have any help and no breaks or something. Right. So. Like, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, so I really feel like expectations, you know, really do 
um, impact our responses. Yes. It makes yeah. you just not super kind, um, especially if they don't meet those expectations. <laughs> so that's obviously a very silly story, but I mean, that could be applied in like anything in life when you have those expectations. Yeah. Um, but I also just think, you know, just remember like to be kind and to be set apart, um, in those moments because you never know what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, this is something we're still working on. (laughs) Like we chose this topic because we were like, Hmm, like we're learning about it, but it's also something like we're still struggling with. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but I was thinking like to kind of wrap this up, um, you know, what are you, what are you hoping to do after this? And I thought I could share some of the things I'm thinking about. I'm hoping to do after this to like kind of help me be kinder, um, in my responses to others when it's difficult or when we feel frustrated or when we feel, um, you know, it's not a fun situation. We feel stressed. We feel Mm -hmm. anxious in those situations. So I'll start with one thing that I'm thinking about. I need to do more is like take a moment to breathe Mm -hmm. and think Mm -hmm. and use that wisdom. Maybe say a quick little (laughs) prayer to the Lord about like, help me with wisdom, God. (laughs) Um, Because my first reaction is often just to speak whatever I'm feeling. (laughs) And so um, trying to check that first, I think is, is important to me. I think expectations Through time, I've had very low expectations for people. I think because I've had many times where expectations were broken. And so um, I've kind of learned to try to be really easygoing about stuff and not have expectations. So I think that's not the area I'm struggling in right now. Um, But I'm also struggling in being stronger in my responses, like speaking up for a truth if I feel like an injustice is happening around me. Um, not, not trying to be like a Karen and like annoying and whatever, Mm -hmm. but like, like in a loving and kind and compassionate way, like these Bible verses we've been talking about. So I think, um, maybe thinking through scenarios more and diving into scripture more about words would help me in that area, like be more confident to speak up. Yeah. I think for me, one of the things I struggle with is when someone is rude to me or disrespectful, I always think, oh, it's because of what I look like. Um, And so I think one, for me, like, I don't need to always assume that. Probably never. Like, again, who knows, like, what's going on with them. Um, But because that's what causes me to want to be defensive. And so just, like, breathing, obviously, like, hey, maybe that's not what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. And if they are, well, that's on them, I guess. I don't know. But I don't need to be like, how dare you treat me this way when I don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So one, like, just accepting the fact that, like, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. The Lord has made me who I am. And no matter what, no matter if they're doing that because of how I look, like, I can be confident that the Lord loves me and he is enough and my identity is in him so if you struggle with that because I've talked to some people and like sometimes like 
That's why they feel like they want to react. Mm -hmm. So one, just like breathe and think about like, hey, that might not be the case. And even if it is, I still need to be kind and I still need, my words still need to be sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I feel like that teaches people a lot. Like, oh, well, I was kind of snapping at them and they were like super kind, like wonder why. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's what sets us apart is how we respond to things that might not be super comfortable. Um, And, you know, so I think those are kind of the things that I'm thinking about. But also just like finding some time for you to rest in the Lord, just you and like process some things so you're not so irritable and you're not thinking about all the things going on in your brain. Like, Mm -hmm. because yeah, we have lots of things coming at us every day, whether that's work or family issues or health issues or whatever, like there's always something. Um, but we need to like, learn to like go to the Lord, be with him, rest in him, process all the things. So when we're faced with uncomfortable situations or like not so like irritable that we snap at someone, but we're able to be sweet and kind to them. Mm-hmm. So Thanks for listening to another episode of Soul Besties. Subscribe to our podcast and make sure to turn on notifications so you know when a new episode comes out. Shout out and thanks to our producer, Adam, for making every episode sound great. And make sure and check back every two weeks for a new podcast episode.